0: This is John Cleo Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy, buddy. Yo, this is Jazz, the kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th year seniors. In the 10th year seniors. 10th year seniors. you logged in with ten year seniors.
1: Y-ty! Of course, with
0: any 2021 draft podcast, you have to start in the obvious place. And that is paying homage to the late, great Jeannie Rose for giving the culture just uh, invaluable gift not just her son with his immaculate hairline that has gone on to inspire millions but for giving us the name Jalen and that name that is going to take this generation of Miami Dolphin fandom all the way to the Super Bowl because we're calling it now after the first round I was set I was done Jalen Waddle Jalen Phillips we're good we're good this is the new Miami Dolphins. This is Generation Jalen. I'm excited.
2: You know what it is? I I trust this front office, and I trust their decision-making. There have been front offices in the past. We don't want to talk about the one Stash era, but um, I just believe in the these guys' analysis and how they run the team, except for the whole Fitzpatrick a situation. But other than that, I feel like they've been um, knocking it out of the Dolphin fan, if you're listening to this, and I hope we have a lot of Dolphin listeners, um, you should feel buoyed by this. And I know there's a lot of talk about drafting running backs, but you know what's the best running game? A great short passing game and a dominant offensive line. I mean, John,
1: if we would have gotten a tight end, all I'm saying is we did get a tight end. If We would have gotten a better tight end because, you know. Here we go. <laughs> yes, I, I, listen, listen. We can't live in the past. It's it's. We can't it's live gone. in the past, but I would have loved to have Pitts. Like to me, he was he's the one person well, with a double tied in set that we have would have had. I mean, we're still going to have a double tied in set, but if I'm not mistaken, were they saying like Hunter Long pause doesn't block.
2: Like no, Hunter Long is a, probably a better blocker than Gusecki already. He's bigger, he's stronger. He's a BC guy. I know you all saw the <laughs> video of Flores saying like he's a BC guy. He's tough. He's intelligent, strong. Like all that, all that shit. I feel like BC guy just means white. You know what? That was that was my take. And I gotta say, when I saw Hunter Long, and I was like six six two fifty three, he's gonna be great for us. Is he from online. Wisconsin
1: or, or also, the
0: Midwest?
2: Hunter- I don't know. Also,
0: Hunter Long solves a Rubik's cube in less than a minute, and I was very impressed with that. Like muscle memory. We always, we always use the. I, listen, I, I just like, went. This, this is this how is you know draft, we are okay? all Pause. Dolphin
2: fans. Jalen Waddle gets drafted. We spend the first three minutes talking about Hunter Long. <laughs> get a pod.
0: This, less, than, less than a minute. How long would it take you to solve a Rubik's Cube? By the way, if, you, if you're that deep into this right now, I feel like we should just let you know this is going to be a very Dolphin heavy centered pod. We may oh not yeah. even get to the number one overall pick. Like, this pod is just about the Dolphins draft.
1: Well, the number one overall pick was the over, number one overall pick four years ago. So that's not, not yeah, a surprise. Yeah, like, ain't, yeah we're not worried about
0: no it. One, for, for, yeah. For I our intention purposes, the number one overall
2: pick is Jalen Waddle. I wish when the draft started, um, Roger Goodell came up to the mic, said, welcome everyone to the NFL draft, blah, blah, blah about
1: COVID, and then said, with the first pick the Jacksonville Jaguars Jack select <laughs> Trevor
2: okay. Lawrence. It was that clear that Hi- was going to happen. Here's the
1: thing, and I read it, and I don't understand. The first pick in the NFL draft should not have 10 minutes. No. It should be 35 seconds. Like you said, yeah. Roger Goodell should be able to go on the stage and say, and with the number one pick. Unless someone came to the Jaguars and said you can have our next
2: five first-round picks and our next five second-round picks um, for Trevor Lawrence, so you do have the, do, do you, the Jaguars <laughs> even take that deal? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. But you have thirty seconds. If someone offered you that, then they're stupid, and you're going to take it within fifteen seconds, and then there you go. Yeah, but think of it. And, and then Trevor what Lawrence, what, would Lawrence would have still gone number one. They had an entire <laughs> every team was taking entire Trevor entire Lawrence year. one.
0: There's no. T- <laughs> They don't need thirty-five seconds. You had an entire year. So okay, so I guess let's let's do the rundown. Let's do the rundown in order. It may not be in order of importance, but we're gonna go in order that they were drafted. Jalen Waddle, number one, immediately went viral. We were all in right away, in real time, the moment we saw his shoot. Like the whole I fit, mean, the, whole the whole shoes. and we things. have been this is this is this is a very good indicator of how these things go. We remember what happened with Tyler Hero. You remember what mm. happened when we judged these by the suits? People don't take the suits as seriously as they should have, but I feel like you got to start doing that now. It speaks to your readiness and level of preparation, because I feel like if you're going to prep like that for the draft, how are you going to prep for your career, for the games? And then he had the viral moment that everybody saw, which we learned was misconstrued. Jalen Waddle did celebrate with his family. Let's get that out of the way right
2: Yeah, now. but both of those things are great, though, now. Like... That he celebrated with his family and that it became a meme that people will constantly use over and over now because you know what that is and I tell Andrew this about the whole Avengers DC thing is that viral moment means that Jalen Waddle will be a permanent fixture in like pop culture and when he's great and scores a touchdown and like has a game winning whatever Uh, who's the guy when we were like 0 and 14 Camarillo and has one of those moments. But for for a good team, when he has that kind of moment, you know what they'll do? They'll bust out that meme. And that's the great part. My favorite part was the one um, that John sent about his mom saying um, everything that she sacrificed and why she raised and the way that she raised him. I used my data watching that. And I said, we have
1: a winner. (laughs) You know what the the crazy thing is? Like we were all sending stuff in the group and We're pretty stupid, I'm going to say this, because we're we're all watching the same stuff, and we're all sending each other the same exact Uh, thing. We all have one Twitter account that we share. It's like we're all watching it, and the next thing you know, It's just like, we all share it in the group. So it was like three different things, three of the same damn thing. And then we were just talking about it because we've all just watched it. It's just like- No, but
2: I enjoyed it because I didn't see that until you sent it.
0: Yes. (laughs) I was about to say, all that being said, it didn't matter because it was like, I found that that y'all would pick up on something that I didn't. And that's why I was trying to take notes too. One of my favorite things about all the receivers, not just Jalen Waddle, they really leaned into- the stereotype of the diva wide receiver, like that. I, I was immaculate. It. All of them are embracing it. The drip was immaculate. All of them were wearing sunglasses indoors, also mm. at night. It was just, yeah. it was just great. <laughs> it's like Cleveland coming in there to let you know we all channel in prime time right now. Like and Pat- we are about
2: to be. Patrick Sertan in, in the in the light pink suit. I mean, come on. For- he should Dolphin. He probably will be before. It is over with. That's our guy. He should be with us. But you know, we'll we'll get him later. All
0: I'll right. Let's him. go to our second our second pick in the first round. And this is the one where we, as a group, were split. John already shaking his head. Yeah. The other another spelling of Jalen. This is the first time I saw this one. The J A E L A N. Well, Jaylen he's from Phillips, California. That's right. It's rusher yeah. Phillips, edge rusher. Y'all go gushing about him but recently out of the U. John, we're going to let you go first because you have to you have
1: to John, all over John
2: is being the negative person, yeah. Yeah. So
1: go. Okay, so apparently if you don't like every single pick, you're the negative person. <laughs> it's just like you you can't have your own opinions. It all has to be the same thing. You all have to okay. be happy. Now, no, no, I no, no, get no no no. no, no, no. I'm just playing around. Go. go, go I go. I get the whole upside of him, right? Uh-huh. Pause no, just in case. Anyways, um, I watched a couple of the Miami games cuz I think I'm the only one who actually watches college football. Definitely, here. definitely. So, yep. I've seen a couple and there was one game when he got I saw two, two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties like in three plays like he got a sack, fumbled, picked it up, got the turnover chain, did his whole stupidness and then he got kicked out of the game. But then the the biggest thing was he's always been injured. Y'all saying resilience, resilience. It's like, yo, he's got CTE at 14. Like I don't care how resilient you are, you got it at 14. That means his career might be three years. Like, if, if you're looking at statistics. He's got two, or no, three concussions that have been documented. He was medically retired. Medically retired. Like, but I get that he's a that, great prospect and everything. But I just don't, I just, I don't like the pick. I so would rather my medically- boy...
2: Retired thing, just something from UCLA and not from doctors. Because if he's medically retired, then how did he get cleared to play again for the university? No, of no, A.M.? no.
1: You could medically retire. Like, that's mm-hmm. just me saying, i retiring because i old. Mm-hmm. You just say, oh, I have to retire because the records state that I should. Because he got too much damn concussions. That's why. Let's just be real. That, that That's the main reason. Okay. So people are thinking it's going to be a neurological problem. I mean, I hope he goes out and balls out. I'm not going to lie. Like, if he starts getting sacks and stuff and he becomes Jason Taylor, and the only reason why I was just like, why is everyone calling him Jason Taylor because he's light-skinned? Like, is, is that yes. the real reason? <laughs>
0: like, yes.
2: He did, in the highlights, he doesn't seem very Jason Taylor-y to me. No, he doesn't. I don't, I don't no, know. Now that you get that vibe, he seems, I didn't. No, no, no.
1: I, he seems more Cameron Wake. That's what he seems yeah, like. Yeah, I like the
2: Demarcus Ware comparisons, um, like I get that, and the Mathis comparisons. So like, oh,
0: okay, I could see that, and that would be great if we got that guy. I'm um. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Jason Taylor, but he was projected. It's pretty much consensus that he was the badge, the best edge rusher in this draft.
1: Uh... I, I get
0: all I get all the injury concerns, John, and those are very reasonable nothing you said was was out of the realm of possibility is something that we should we should worry about. I get all of that. what I'm saying is I am also going to trust this medical staff and if you are going to take someone at number 18 that's not taking a flyer on somebody no that's not getting somebody in the fifth or sixth or seventh round. this is you saying
1: you believe in him and he's going to be person. a long time this dolphin. person
0: in the process. This is somebody who we see as a franchise building piece. And I'm saying if they are taking that shot on him at 18, then you got to trust that medical staff for doing their due diligence in this case. And another thing to the CTE thing, we have no idea how much of them have that, by the way, at 14. Like absolutely zero clue. We don't even know anything about that until after they die. So, I mean, it's football.
1: They probably will have CTE, real. but he's been clinically diagnosed with a concussion of 14. That's pretty intense. Even though soccer ah, nice. has the most concussions in the US with sports, like people don't realize that.
2: Yeah, but uh, isn't the flaw in the concussion protocol? And I can't, I, I want to get off this and talk about the rest of the draft soon. Yeah, but isn't yeah the we're
1: going to go. We're gonna the move. flaw
2: in concussion protocol is that you have to, like, even if you get hit, you have to say that you have symptoms and then say that, okay, I want to be. Um, tested for this because if someone gets a hit and then shrugs it off or if the hit doesn't look devastating then they don't go into concussion protocol and they never get scanned it's not like a part of every player's um process as they go through college football is that correct Well,
1: no college football has almost changed like the nfl where if it's deemed that you've been hit within the head neck area you have to come out the game and you have to do the same thing you do in the nfl you do the protocol you know it's probably like Oh, you see the light? But uh, we have, yeah. okay, again, and even that
2: test, we have been watching football on Sunday, seeing someone get hit, and then seeing that same person just be like, uh, shit, they have to go in concussion protocol, and that person who should go does not go. So I'm thinking, like, along with what Nile's saying, there's way more people who have this kind of stuff who don't. If anything, what this guy is doing is just showing us, like, man, this is a fucked-up sport we're watching. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. He's going to put that on full yes. display and make you be like, he's in danger every time. And as soon no, as he every- sacks Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be like, I mean,
1: but that's okay, though. Patrick Mahomes, game, walk-off sack. Oh, no, he's out. Are oh, we in the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: yeah. Every time John says he has CTE at 14, my first thought is, I feel like most of them do. Like, I don't even think like that's a weird thing because when you think of the mind of coaches who have prospects at fourteen, and you you know by fourteen or fifteen where they're headed. When you think that you have one of these dudes going to your school, you are not putting them on the shelf. Like you are that that is from that old rub some dirt on it mentality and get back out there because I, you are trying to earn a D one scholarship. I feel like so many of them are in that position though.
1: I get yeah. what you're saying, but uh huh. I picked. I, I wasn't picking them. And John is John is right
2: when he points out that he's has right. watched college football himself. because I can tell you right now, you know what college football game? I watch probably twenty minutes of the national championship game. <laughs> um because I, I, I always <laughs> laugh i always laugh when zach lowe um is talking about the nba draft and zach lowe's response is just like i don't watch college basketball i don't watch it so like the first time i hear about these guys is at the end <laughs> when they're playing at All the right. end so i will i'll trust uh john's analysis but i think me and now's point is that yo i don't know about any of this shit because i am looking at a, a Ooh, list James. of dolphins first round pick. who is charles harris who he drafted 22 in 2017. Now, do you Was know who Christian co- Wilkins is?
1: Yeah, Christian Wilkins, yeah, 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 Christian Wilkins is tackle. pretty good. Yeah.
2: Okay. Do you know he who? Um, remember Jared Od- Odrick? Odrick? Jared Odrick? Odrick?
1: Odrick? I yeah, remember, I remember him. Remember him. He went to Penn I remember State, him.
2: Eh? I remember Vontae Davis. Yeah. Jason Allen. Man, toast. That's all I remember about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toast. Uh let's see Jamar Fletcher, another toast. I he was remember, supposed to yeah. he remember he was supposed to go in a slot and solidify the secondary. Yo,
1: the Dolphin, we're going back to past regimes. You remember when we drafted John Avery? Yet yeah. Green. Yeah. But this is what the guys like, this is And what that's the why I say I trust about.
2: this regime. I trust the regime that started drafting Alabama players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what? It's hold on. Isn't that like drafting Kentucky players in the NBA? It tends to work like New York Knicks, you're welcome. It works. I Miami mean, mean, Heat, you're
1: no, welcome. You could, t- it you could tell that the talent that has been coming out of, and you got to go to Clemson, Ohio state, Alabama. Like those are, and even Oklahoma to a little extent, but not as much like those three pros, programs I told you about, they produce, they get them ready for the NFL. Like, yeah, they're winning championships and stuff. They're that much better than everyone else, but they prepare you for the NFL. Um, Nick Saban still sucks to this day. Um, terrible drafter, great recruiter. Go figure. Listen, if we had
2: picked the running back at eighteen, I was actually going to post a picture of Nick Saban and saying that you know what? Thank you. You have come back. I am, No matter who we draft next year, next year, I know one of them will be an Alabama player, and Nick Saban would have done right by us. At least to me, I feel that you know what? It's fair, square. I believe in the Alabama players. I
0: believe in this team. I believe in two and his 85 pound weights. I mean, speaking of drafting a running back, day two is the day when I, I don't know all of NFL Twitter and everyone that's a fantasy football analyst or just casually watches football at this point are on this crusade to prevent any franchise from drafting a running back in the first round. We know that. But on day two, we all. We're looking for the Dolphins to start the running back search. Like we had we had a few people in mind. Najee Harris was an outside shot because I had a feeling someone was gonna take him in the first round. Of course Shannon get him. Yeah, yeah. You know Shannon yeah. was gonna do that. Yeah. We we knew if we didn't get him at eighteen, someone else is gonna get him. So you start looking at the other running backs in the second round, but that was the main thing I feel like I wanted us to come away with on day two. That didn't happen. Can I, Day can two, I be... we went safety first. Yeah, we went safety. Let me uh-huh. set this up first. We went safety first with Javon Holland out of Oregon. Then uh, with the 42nd pick, we went Liam. I can't pronounce his last name, the tackle from Notre Dame. Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I was just going to say that I actually did not think we were going to draft a running back in the second round. That's why I kept saying I wanted Carter EC. I <laughs> believe me going to do those things i kind of wanted us to like i kept looking at the draft from 2000 um 2020 and this draft is like comparisons and seeing how many offensive linemen and how much secondary people we drafted in those it made me happy in the direction of the team and where they're going and where the league itself is going right like you need people to defend all of these super talented uh, receivers and you need a strong line. And from the strong line, it it grows your entire team. And they just think that running back is a disposable position that you don't want to have to pay for. And even the very best running backs that you have that have to be given those huge contracts after year three, like even man, when Zeke got his contract, I was like, thank God Diane ain't our team. That's all I was saying. Because I do, unless it's, I don't know, like Alvin Kamara, and I don't even know who else I would want to give that kind of money to at running back because all the other positions are so expensive. So I think that's the position for the anti-running back at the beginning of it because if they are actually good by year three, you have to pay them insane sums of money. And if it lines up with the quarterback you have to pay, then you are shit out of luck. Listen, I said I wanted Najee Harris too a little bit because I wanted the full Alabama connection, but, um, yeah, for, for me, I, I think, like, I wasn't looking forward to that, but I saw Dolphins Twitter was just roasting the team for not drafting a running back. Mm, they hated I it. I mean, I blame them
1: all, Kelly. Twitter doesn't win Super Bowls, first of all. But my favorite oh, part no, don't. of your analysis was you said, I look back at, 2020 which was just last year so that's how long it seems that 2020 was it's just like i thought you were gonna go and say you know in 2016 when we drafted some of these players but i felt that the running back position harris was by far the best running back first rounder without a doubt right then you get to the second round you have the um unc running back and then you maybe have one more running back that we don't even know and i think after those after those two running backs. Edian from Clemson. Yeah, it Travis Edian. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Oh, that was a stupid pick. He was nowhere near... And I love him. He was nowhere near a first-round pick. Like, that's... I completely Damn. forgot about him. He was a second-round pick. Like, literally, Trevor Lawrence probably walked to the room and said, all Yo, you gotta draft my boy. Like... And, and Jacksonville was just like, "Oh, cool, yeah, we'll draft him. We got you." So, who cares? But I wouldn't have drafted him in the he he was a second round. So, those three running backs were the top three running backs, and I think after that it's literally all the same from round 2 to round 7. Those running backs are the same.
0: Well, I mean, I I, think- I feel like a lot of a lot of the anti-running back sentiment to me just it, it feels very heavy on the analytics side and I i am never on one side or the other when it comes to analytics versus you've never had your hand in the dirt guy. But I feel like, I feel like the, the anti running back sentiment is very heavy from the numbers people and not from, it sounds bad to say, but actual football. Yeah, but you got to blame the Broncos for that.
2: Would you have paid Ezekiel Elliott all that money if he were the Dallas Cowboys?
0: We, they, they do it with other positions, though, and it's yeah, not but, vilified okay. the way it is with with running back. And it's we because act like running it's not, backs... We, we act j- like it's not important, but they're so versatile, though, to no, me. No, 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 no. I'm so not saying more it's important not important to your important. than receivers are.
2: The point is that uh, the gap between the running backs who you pay those huge sums of money and the gap between who the second or third running back is, is not as large as the gaps between wide receivers and receivers receivers who can get separation or who can get open and that's all i'm saying and and i think i'm not saying no running back should get paid like if you know that a running back is going to turn into christian mccaffrey or um not even saquon because saquon's been hurt so much or alvin kamara then obviously you draft him but the draft is about where you get your value for um positions the amount of, the position that it is and i think like that's the discussion not that running back shouldn't get drafted because of a running back gets drafted. like when the jets drafted um card i was like fuck because i wanted him to be on our team it's when you pick the guy if, if we had picked him in the second round i, I don't think i would have had a problem um with us getting Nigerias. i'd been like shit he dropped right to us and i would have been thankful
1: for it but see my thing with the whole position and this is where, where we were first talking about the draft I don't mind the offensive. Because the draft is, what's the least risk you're taking on drafting a player who is going to make an impact for the coming years? That's what the draft is. That, yeah. That's all it is, right? And to me, it's always offensive tackle is the safest bet, right? Then yeah. you could go like defensive tackle, then all of a sudden you hit linebackers, wide receivers, cornerbacks are, are risky. Um, but who, like, you draft based on I, I always say you don't draft based on need you draft on who's the best player like you gotta get the best players regardless cause you're gonna figure out a way how to fill in the, the gaps that you have so I I guess the Dolphins yeah, I, they did a good job except for that f- second first round pick <laughs> but I do love how two people Jalen. people two were Jalen. like yeah the, two, the, the second Jalen I do know how people are just like oh um, NFL analysis said the Dolphins drafted four players who could have gone the first round newsflash <laughs> two of them went in the first round <laughs> Right. I was going to be go, like, who, who
2: cares? <laughs> like,
1: like, what? You have two that have physically gone in the first round, and the other two, it's just like... Uh. You know how many
2: first-round picks never work out? <laughs> at least half. You, <laughs> at least half. At least half. Yo, easily. Come on. And even um, now, I don't know what you else you have on the rundown for the first round. So I, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I do want to no, talk about No, I'm just about...
0: going. Uh, we're, we're still going through Dolphins picks. We haven't. We're not done okay. with the Dolphins yet.
2: Oh, OK. I mean, keep going then.
0: Yeah, we can go to the other stuff after that, but it's just strictly going to the Dolphins right now. So yeah. round three, we have a Rubik's Cube solver extraordinaire, Hunter Long. He started off the podcast because
1: that's just how it is. Yeah.
0: BC guy. And then we go to round seven where you get Larnell Coleman, offensive tackle out of UMass, and Jared Dogs running back out of Cincinnati. Now, I, they did, my favorite thing with Coleman is what they usually do with the analysis when they talk about the different sports he played in high school. And whenever that happens, I always go, oh, that's, that's an athlete. That's a guy. That's always the easiest way to get me. Yep. If you tell me that they've played basketball or they played baseball, any other sport. I always go,
1: yeah. oh yeah, that's guy. Two ways, multiple athletes. And if you could, your mother could escape a civil war and end up in America. Like <laughs> oh, that, that that's another, like, that's someone you want to draft. Yeah. That's why I was drafting yes. over Jalen. But I mean, y'all don't want the African work ethic as we always talk about, Right. <laughs> And this, always want that, John. Yes. And always, then,
2: always want that. We're just, we're, we're talking about who we drafted. We can't you're even
0: talk about, but
1: who we will go,
2: We will go against our, who we wanted to, later on. Yeah, the we're going go to go yeah. to our
1: second team later on, the Colts, because only two yeah. picks matter for the Colts. And
2: Okay, I just want to say what quarantine has done to me. Um, when I saw that we drafted Dokes, I immediately went on a search to find his Wikipedia page. He doesn't have one. Um, And then I looked up his stats and then I looked up his social media and then (laughs) I looked up his Twitter and be like, I wonder if he could actually make the team. This is a seventh round pick. The likelihood is he is not going to make this team, but this is what quarantine has done. I'm looking at our seventh round pick from Cincinnati, like Um, how he could contribute.
1: Me being an American athletic conference expert, right? Yeah. Always remember. He ran behind Chris Ferguson, another Bahamian who went to um, University Mm of Cincinnati. He averaged 4.2 yards uh, a carry, pretty much, at at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a a run-heavy team, so he knows how to... He's not going to wow you with a breakaway speed or any of that, right? But he's going to be able to get those those tougher than usual yards. And look how many people from the American Athletic Conference defense got drafted. Like, it was, it's underrated as a defensive... uh, conference like the zach uh, collins dude he's he's an animal like i don't know he he destroyed ucf by himself in that one game and that was just like damn this dude is getting paid but Man, i can see him making it is i hope so
2: no no I but so i can see him bad. making
1: the team but then you also we got malcolm brown so they're looking at malcolm brown as the the heavy change of pace short yardage guy well i think the cincinnati guys probably like you said he'll probably practice squad. Well, but if he does Get his shot. Don't be surprised if he's just that consistent.
0: Yo, you talk about doing that with a seventh round selection. I Miles Gasket free agent
1: list. Miles Gasket was a seventh round pick. Look at him. I
0: mean, I looked at the undrafted free
2: agents, but I didn't go as far as to really diving into their background to see what they like.
1: But um You just look to see who from Alabama did we sign as an undrafted free agent. <laughs>
2: like, like, cause the first thing you see, because of course I follow Jalen Waddle right away, is like all the Alabama guys, when they got the undrafted guys, they were posting pictures of the undrafted guys. And because of John, I was like, why we didn't get the UCF guy? What were we just doing?
1: <laughs> John. Yeah, no, he, he, he John infected, infected my brain
2: to the point to be like, "Yes, why we could have more competition in the receiver room." Yo, I don't get I'm going
1: to tell you this now, and I said it in the last NFL podcast. There we go. He's, yeah. he signed with Houston, right? And Houston, he is going to make the squad. Yeah, and he is going to dominate. Like he's a six-foot slot receiver that that's a that's a truck. Like he literally for eight games, had 71 catches, 1,000-some yards, 10 touchdowns at UCF, and they weren't easy catches. And he was playing out of his natural position in the slot. He was playing out wide. This dude's going to be a beast. Big mistake for the Dolphins not even drafting him. They could have had him. That's the one mistake of the draft, the biggest one. No, you, you called
0: uh, second Jalen a mistake. No. Okay. You still called two call a mistake, but it's fine.
1: And guess what? Okay. The jury- you think
0: two was a mistake?
1: You, I, you. Do okay, you not remember? Do you remember when I made we the comment on with this? You remember I made the comment on your post and man. you deleted it? Oh, what did you say? <laughs> Basuda oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, I was like, I don't need this negativity <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> like we fighting for our life right now <laughs> <laughs> in a pandemic, <laughs> and Sean is saying Bro. negative shit
0: about Tua. John was not in on the two pick at all. Like no, okay, not even okay, close. Yeah. It was very, it was very reminiscent of second Jalen, Jalen with an E. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no,
1: no, no, The second Jalen with an E is worse.
0: Like, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, you like, see that one as
1: much worse. Yo, for yeah. the yeah. depth saying, chart, they have second Jalen
2: slotted in as weak side linebacker.
1: I don't see it though. He, he's yeah. I don't do see even him have as on a the linebacker. End. He he has to have his hand in the dirt. That's the type of player he is, and he's not going to be a linebacker. Do not get your hopes up.
2: I I wasn't I was surprised because I went to go look at this.
1: i <laughs> just like, what the hell is happening? They're already um, putting him out of position. Okay. See that they don't even know what to do. All right, so let's get.
0: So in terms of in terms of my note keeping, I only went as far as the the 18th pick because after we took second, Jalen. I was done with that, and it was time to go to bed because no one's staying up for that whole thing. But um, it took the ESPN broadcast about 90 seconds to call Trey Lance one of the most intriguing prospects in draft history. I don't know, but when Mike Greenberg said that, I was like, wait, what? Ever? what and then you think about it, and that's because this whole process now is so wild. Most people saw him play one single game. Most people saw him play one game, and I don't man, think he realized He played
1: that. one season, one game. There. Like Matt again, because of the yeah, pandemic, start. I
2: was on YouTube watching uh, just a compilation of all of Mel Kiper's like really, really big misses, and it was, and it's like a harbinger of things to come. Every time you watch the draft, to think that you know what, maybe thirty percent—I I mean, that might even be high—of the first round is going to be like all pro level if if it's a. Okay, draft. It's a really, really good draft. Maybe like half of them are starters and are serviceable. And then the other, like, you know, so as we go through that, I was thinking who is going to be a disappointment to their team, who is going to be good, who is going to be great. Because we know three quarterbacks get taken in the top three. Not all of them are going to be great. And the Trey Lance thing, I think, is the biggest risk, but the 49ers jumped up from 12 to three to make that pick. So they had to be like sure about the kid. I, and he ruled, I don't of, think he
1: would have he would have dropped i think he was going to drop
2: yeah i mean now rule is he's he he um roots for every black quarterback right so now it's yeah. just gonna be like yeah. yo he's a part
1: he's the of best, the tree lands this yeah. and he awesome. kneels. is he gonna win is he, he gonna kneels. wear number
0: seven i really do hope he's, he wears seven i hope he kneels i hope he becomes a
1: capo within the next three days yeah, I mean, just, that is... the same thing. Here's the thing, and, and you guys... For, the, for this pick to... You guys talk about the draft, right? And Mel Kiper's biggest bust. I cannot be a part of the draft's cast because I'll be like, but he sucks way, why do they draft him? Like, and yes, you, you, don't, you, you don't want that negativity in the broadcast. You, like, you know how positive they actually are? Like, to talk... Everyone is good. Then When they're playing the bat, and he's such a great player, and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like...
2: Matt, I think everyone is good should stop after the top 10 and then like yeah. you could have and I, even in within the top 10 I think that you should be like yo man they really reached on that pick I like Jalen Waddle am I sure about Jalen Waddle I know I trusted Mike well, Samen yes. and Flores how do I know that we're not supposed to draft Devonte Smith like like I said on on the preview podcast with John you could go through all these drafts from the previous years and you would see people being drafted at 14 and 15 and be like how the fuck did no one know like how, how y'all just bypass that person but it's like justin that an every sport into the bears at 10 what justin feels to be the best quarterback in the
1: strap and then we were like what, what were we doing aaron Rodgers about to retire from the league and go to jeopardy and justin feels as a rookie is going to be the best quarterback in the division possible like let's we... make
0: something very clear yeah we're not even sure about Trevor Lawrence. Like that is what Oh this no, is no, no. I'm definitely is. sure, about, sure Trevor about Trevor Lawrence. Like, like
1: that's the one guarantee. No, you can't be. Uh, guess you what? Cannot, guess you what? Be. I don't I care am. how
0: sure you think you are. You I can't be.
1: Am.
2: <laughs> like, even, even um John wanted Kyle Pitts, right? And I want to talk about the trade. I don't. and I wanted Kyle Pitts. I'm not even sure about Kyle Pitts. I don't even know. Because I could go back and be like, who's the dude from from Michigan? Terrell? Like, and there's so many big wide receivers who have been drafted early in the draft that I think back on and be like, why didn't that work? And this person had all the tools, even Plaxico Burris had a good career, but like for where he was drafted, was that good enough?
1: Yo, I don't know, man. It's the Lions taught us don't just draft the tallest, strongest receiver of the draft. Remember, Didn't they have like seven drafts in a row? They picked the wide receiver at number one. Yeah, but then it they worked, hit. It
2: worked once. <laughs> then they it, hit it worked once. One time. It worked once. The last and one. Really the, really hit. Good. the last one hit. Hall of Fame. Yes. But it's just Wait, the- imagine your <laughs> franchise is so bad, you
1: make the guy retire, man. That is rough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the guy? They made two guys. Two
1: guys. Two yeah. Hall, Hall of Hall Famers. Of of they made them retire. It's just like, you think Barry Sanders went to um, Megatron and was like, hey, bro. The Lions, the they definitely had that conversation. You got eight, de- nine I years, one at the most. I think they
0: had that conversation. Signed the Lions like- <laughs> were so happy to draft a tackle;
2: <laughs> they were like, "Thank you, oh, guys."
0: A- Hold on, wait. This is this is another thing I wanted to get to. Right, so we started with the the Lawrence family, and they celebrated about as much as you would celebrate when you hear I, I don't know when your dog does his first trick or something. Like there was
2: no, they would celeb- They would celebrate and more for miles. that. <laughs> But now I have to say, but maybe like, you know
0: what they maybe
2: yeah they would they had the golf clap that's what they had they have known for two or like three years he was going to be class. the first pick in the draft
0: so what yeah it happened sorry all, right. what? all of those people that night knew that those players were getting drafted you know Jalen Waddle found they didn't knew he was getting drafted you think they if, all know you think if
1: Kaizen was like a yeah projected, you're going to Miami that's pick, different that's really happening. you think we ain't celebrating with Kaizen first of all I could call him dead on ESPN. Uh, that's the first thing. No, no matter no matter he's, where he he's got, like, friends, he's got
2: a lot to work on. I don't I don't see what the coaches see, but you know what? I thank them for their
1: confidence. But they would be like, they would be like, and we're live at live. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? what?
0: Be like, hey, dog. That's that's where it is. Y'all gotta come. Y'all gotta come meet us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did miss out a note. Um, I had no idea who the Kings of Leon were before this. Like, is that just a me thing? I don't know who Kings of Leon were, but anyway. So.
2: I, I mean I knew who it was I thought it was so fucking weird that it began uh uh NFL draft With the Kings and then and
0: Leon concert right
2: and then, yeah and then I was just like can we just get to the shits and it was because we were waiting so long for this draft to happen
1: I'm like it's past eight o'clock what, they, what is they need right to respect now? our time that's what they need to do
0: more things we didn't need the the Quote unquote, legends of Cleveland football. I heard, so I wasn't watching at the time when Roger Goodell said it, right? So I was just listening at that point. And then he called the names and then he, he went, okay, Bernie Cozart. All right, yeah, legend of Cleveland football. Joe Thomas, yeah, legend of Cleveland football. Jarvis Landry. I was like, <laughs> Jarvis Landry?
1: I just made more of a legend of Miami football than legend of Cleveland. The, the thing I got up about, um, I was going to say David Stern. Goodell is he wants to be David Stern so bad like
0: you can tell which yes he does which brings me to uh, he wants to be that villain and it's just ain't working for him Mm-mm. another thing we did need we did not need uh, random people to come sit in a rich old man's chair.
2: Yo, <laughs> like, we talk, talk
0: about a. Uh,
2: we do not. Roger Goodell makes like forty million a year, right? Yeah, we do not think he's folksy because he has a worn down chair that his wife relegated to his man cave. Get the fuck out! Hey, of Hey, that here,
1: worn down man. chair is thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's, like, it's rustic. So it's supposed stupid. to look like that. But it's just like, exactly. I get tired of like David Stern is David Stern. Don't try to act like him. Like he was the most natural with people. But yeah. Okay, everyone had was vaccinated. That they ain't sanitized that chair once. It seemed like it's just like, yo, how could you take? How could you be so different within a couple months of okay? We got the vaccine. We're cured. We're just hundred percent. There was like fifty thousand people out there. Jim's
2: they did get open the word out on sitting that chair
0: that vaccination thing very quickly though like yeah. that, that was in roger goodell's it second like, sentence everyone here is fully vaccinated no like i feel that for every
2: event now you have to do that because the oscars did the same thing like, it, yeah. listen everyone get it we wait and we we get into the shits and okay um i also want to talk about some more of the um the 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 trade, the trade that happened that meant that the Dolphins weren't going to get Pitts and Chase. And because we knew we were going to come down to the the decision. And I think you two were still holding out hope for Chase (laughs) during Thursday. And you were saying this the whole time. And I was just like, man, you got to talk yourself into uh, Alabama receiver. And I went like Devonta Smith early in the day. That's all I sent you guys. (laughs) Because to my mind, like when I hear the thing about like, him and his perfect route running and his um, ability to get open. If it wasn't for the small frame, I think like I would have wanted him a hundred percent for sure, because like, what's the ceiling at a guy who you get for six, like you think you're going to get a hall of famer if it's a guy who is just like really good for the position. Like if he turns into OJ McDuffie, you would settle for that at six. Right. Like that's how I was looking at it. And like Waddle is like, you might hit a home runs if you do this. Right. So you're taking more of a risk. With Waddle. Um, but do you think moving from three and getting the pick next year is worth it? Is Waddle and yes. next year's pick worth Pitts or Chase? Even if and I wanna say this now, even if one of them turns into a superstar, like goes supernova everywhere. You you know you we know what's gonna happen, like best friends with LeBron, because LeBron will be like, Oh, that boy Chase Vada, some fucking retarded pun. <laughs> like if that happens, and we gotta be like, yo. You just got to accept it at this point.
1: I, I felt that Chase was the best receiver, but after he was gone, like, to me, it didn't matter what Alabama receiver we got. Like, I was just like, it is what it is. You're just, you're going to pick one end of story. But I think he needs to have almost like a Des Bryant type career for us to mm-hmm. be acceptable of where he was drafted. Because you need him to be able to put off five, six years of 1,000 yards, and then you know... yeah. Th- th- like, and I don't care the about thing. the Hall of Fame. I just care about him producing when it matters. That When it tours prime, produce. And that's how the NFL works.
2: You need five... Make five all-pro teams, and you'd be like, this was a great pick. Knocked it out the park. Like, you don't... Like, there's so rare that someone gets to contribute for that long, you know? Like, if he has a Heinz war career, fucking good shit. Great shit. Great pick, you
0: know? And that's how you happen so to it. I think that I think the way we look at it is going to be subjective based on based on how well this class does, right? Because if you look at the last year was a very strong wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, of course, was at the top of that. But if you get one of those guys that were second or third, and then in addition to that, you or get fourth. a pick in the next year. Obviously you feel really good about the way things turned out. So yeah, like, oh, like if he's, he's as a good as Pittman and we get the next pick <laughs> the next that, year. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you get Justin Jefferson, if, if the other team gets Justin Jefferson, right, but you get Chase Claypool or T. Higgins or Gabe Davis or someone like that, and you get that pick for next year, all of a sudden that looks pretty good because while he is better, the gap is not wide enough for you to say, okay, it's not even worth us looking at the pick for the following year. Yeah, we're saying just don't beat Ted Ginn.
1: Yeah, just please don't, be t- don't oh do God, that to me. I would rather Chris Chambers than Ted Ginn. That's for sure. Yeah, let's, let's just put it. Even though Chris Chambers had a lot of drop season in his life, but he did that. Just, just don't did suck. get that commercial though. Do not suck. Like do get that commercial. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's the biggest uh, thing. So, <laughs> so Zach My Wilson. Two questions podcast. about him. <laughs> Go ahead. Two questions You're about going. Zach Wilson. Did everyone know Zach Wilson was thirteen? And secondly, did everyone know? Zach Wilson's mom was Zach Wilson's mom.
2: No. First so, thing Olivia asks is, like, is that his girlfriend
1: or his mom? <laughs> First thing. <laughs> well, that's gals. Yes. Gals are going are gonna to think, oh, we're going to be like, hold on.
0: Yeah, that, that, oh, Zach Wilson's mom was not something that just gals noticed.
1: Yeah. No, but I, I thought, I was like, noticed Zach Wilson's mom. Yeah, I was like, that's a gal? What the? But then, I don't know. But, you know, I did my scouting in December with Zach Wilson when he demolished UCF. Um, he's going to suck with the Jets. I hate him I don't care you Wait to why is he Is he gonna suck Because he was good Against UCF Um, Because he's a Jet And I don't care How his career goes I hope it goes In the toilet And we dominate Yo, For the rest Let me tell you something
0: Mel Agreed video was so <laughs> Sorry, heated he was, he was so heated At the Jets front office Like he did Everything short Of saying Fuck the Jets front office Like what he did oh, All he get, talked about the, the entire time draft, Yeah All he talked about the entire time was how they did a disservice to Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold's not done and they're just blowing the whole thing up too early and what Sam Darnold was projected to be and Zach Wilson's not even close to what they projected Sam Darnold to be. It was all basically saying this Jets front office is incompetent. Mel Kuyper hated everything about this and it had nothing to do with Zach Wilson. It just had everything to do with... Because I know
2: how how Mel Kuyper probably thinks is that... My analysis, of a lot of these players would have been great, but they go to the wrong teams, and the teams don't build around them. So then that's yeah, always that's Mel Kuyper's out. So for Mel Kuyper, he's saying, like, okay, he probably had, like, a great grade on Sam Darnold, Talk Sam Darnold up during that draft, and doesn't want to be wrong. So he says, like, I get to reset this. And you know who else believes that? Apparently the Carolina Panthers, because they didn't pick a quarterback. <laughs> they,
1: the Panthers also believe in Sam Darnold. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm we sure get him for the tape. cheap. They, yeah, they, they spoke to Kuiper before the trade. They say, "Hey Mel, tell us about Sam Donald. Real talk, yeah." B- but between um, Wilson, well, I, I thought at the very least they would they would have kept Teddy
0: as an insurance policy, so you could have he so he could play like the Tyrod Taylor role, because Tyrod Taylor just goes wherever. Yeah, <laughs> wherever and then, you need two quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor's always there. Just, he's a they didn't even keep Teddy. They he, shipped Teddy out. So obviously, it's just Sam team.
2: Because let's be honest, Tyrod Taylor is doing it right. Tyra Taylor, Taylor wants, right. he wants the white backup quarterback career, and he is doing it fantastic. He
1: wants to be Fitzpatrick. I love him
2: for it. And he, he get a bad bitch. I, Tyra Taylor, that's my guy, man. I,
1: that guy. He's, he's Fitz Fitzpatrick. See, I couldn't say that. <laughs> I, but I was going to say something to that um, stance, but I couldn't say it because, as you can see, Oh, but, wait, because, wait. Hold on,
0: we forget where Tyrod Taylor is right now. He's in, Kelli- he's
1: in Houston. Oh, he's in Houston.
0: Oh, oh he's in Houston now. He's, oh, he's, he's a playing. starter. He's a
1: starter. <laughs> he's oh
0: shit! No, that's not what
1: we want. That's
0: he not what we want. He went to, anybody. but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He's no, playing. but there's nobody coming to take. Did that you not spot. hear
1: what Caris said? He was right. He wanted to be a great backup. He went to yeah. a team with a guy who just signed a ten-year contract. That's who, Breaking records saying, I can sit in the. Now it's all of a sudden, hey, bro. you. whoa, whoa, you're whoa, whoa. This- whoa. Stop <laughs> shit. Yo, <laughs> I need a quarterback life is the best life. They're going to be like, like do this. I have a pain in my rib area. Can you give me an ejection? Oh, my. I got injected in my lung. You know Can't how great play. it
2: is to be. Like, I ran. Sometimes I randomly think, man, Charlie Batch had a great career.
1: Yeah, he made <laughs> like, a lot of money. Like,
2: you start a little bit and then you just go to the backup and you just keep doing shots and like we would always make fun of like like the john Kittners, the hoyers um of the world and be like how are they still getting how are they doing this like but sometimes it's an avenue you have to actively try to do i believe you know who i feel
1: is that person state explored this yeah Mm -hmm. blake i didn't watch it so yeah (laughs) blake bortles is going to be that new backup trend like he's just going to be a backup for the rest of his career he don't care about starting no more he got that big contract and he's like I got one that's beating all of them. He's he's beating Fitzpatrick,
0: you and everyone on the list. Because see, at some point not Nathan Peterman. They had to play. They had to be the guy. Nope. Chase Daniel chase daniel has never had to play and never had to produce but look at who his contracts are like chase daniel is getting paid serious money and he's never even had one of those fitzpatrick see and like that's the thing i don't
2: watch college football now but during the time of chase daniels that's when i used to watch college football and i like these dumb nfl gms would be like if he's in the right situation i think he could do
1: it like i was (laughs) like He would be Chad Henning with that. We need you to do one play and one play In in
2: my head, I was just like, yeah, man, I I think he could get it done. (laughs) But like, okay, so who from this class is going to be that, is going to be the backup guy? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Man, Patriots, Patriots, Twitter, Bill Simmons, they were going in like they drafted Tom Brady. But you know who's Tom have, Brady? Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady It is so hard to do that. How can you just? I I don't I don't get the comparisons. Even the Waddle Tyreek Hill comparison, I was like, fuck no, no. Like, but in my head, I was like, you are you out of like the names I'm calling the names we called of, like, where we want uh, Waddle to be, it's not Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill is, like, going to be an eight-time Pro Bowler or something but I, crazy but also, like that. <laughs> how are you, know, you comparing people, someone, to someone to the GOAT quarterback who has seven Super Bowls?
0: I don't know. But people people do the comparison thing just to... Because, like, like we've been saying all the time, we're not familiar, or the average fan is not familiar with how these people play. So you have to bring in something that familiarizes them, right? But even yeah. doing that, there's nothing about Mac Jones and Tom Brady that are comfortable. Like, there's nothing. Mac Jones never had to go beyond his first read because look at where everyone around him was getting drafted.
2: But and Tom Brady's senior year, he was fighting for Drew Henson for playing time and had to beat him out. And Drew, Drew Henson was, Henson was, was playing a time quarterback. He was playing baseball. He was playing baseball. <laughs> and then when Tom Brady got drafted, none of, like everyone was saying, Um, I think it was, who was the coach at the Ravens. man? I forget his name. He was, was like, even the Michigan coaching staff was, not like, shouting at the rooftops, like, draft Tom Brady. Like, they're, like, I mean, yeah, he's a good kid. He's good. Bill Belichick was just, like, yeah, exactly. He'll be good for your room. And Tom Brady had to beat out a second string. He did not come in with, like, Tom Brady's attributes and how he threw the ball aren't the only thing about Tom Brady that got him there. He had to fight every single step of the way and had to, like, get to be the backup to Drew Bledsoe. And Tom Drew Bledsoe
1: th- wasn't a walkover. That's what people don't understand. Exactly, it's man. just like that's Drew Bledsoe. Let's uh, let's talk about
0: Justin Fields for a minute. Um, and I want I want I to get back to Mac Jones. Yeah, no, so I, Mac Jones. Yeah, no, I'm still <laughs> no, got the Mac Jones can...
1: stuff. Oh, go, first of go all, ahead, go ahead the, the best Johnson. Mac Jones uh, thing was when now it's like, why does he have a belly? <laughs> like, how do you draft someone in the first round? I can't believe Nile wants to get off the Mac Jones topic, and Nile didn't bring up why you walk
2: like no. that. Yeah, why? Why you walk like? Why <laughs> you walk like Vince McMahon? Why you think he Vince McMahon? Like uh, that was a sachet, John. I don't even know if that's Vince McMahon
0: what, had like a strut Whatever he was. Why are you walking so he fast? Was walking like it was not QB one. No, he was it walking was like QB. He was walking and like QB three. If I. If I'm Mike Jones, right, I spend the rest of my career trying my best to screw over Kyle Shanahan because you are the reason that they invited me there. Mike Jones could have been home, but Kyle Shanahan had everyone believing that he was going at three. So they think, all right, well, let's invite him to be here since he's going to be this high pick. Mike Jones ain't even had to be there. Yeah, but
2: 50, no, no but, but I think 15 is good. Like 15 is high enough to be at the draft. You remember Aaron uh, Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers was there one for was 30. there
1: yeah, yeah that's because he there? different
2: he built different yeah Trevor Lawrence he ain't, he ain't about that life he about getting championships to Duval County he ain't even thinking about that but it, like some people won't go yeah. to the draft but like and some people would like I don't, I don't even think like that's the to me that's the issue I like I get the 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 draft attendance what I didn't get and I think Mac Jones like you said probably might have stayed home if he Was knew he like, the by Patriots. himself I don't his think so. no. He, he, he had feels like he
0: was sitting by himself because why they only you, put the camera why on. Him? Are you
2: trying to do like some draft day Kevin Costner thing? Like, did his teammates show to his party? And that's another oh, that's other thing. about Mac Jones, so you never watch draft day. Please watch draft day today. No. Um uh-uh. but uh-huh. Mac yeah. Jones teammates love him. And he played on basically Alabama's like a pro team junior or or something like that. And he played with Jalen Hurts. He played with Tua and the receivers who currently now, John said that they said that he was better than Tua because they wanted their boy to get his money. And not they. Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith, Smith like came out and said like yo and um, let's
1: let's go back Mac to Jones is the guy
2: and because Mac Jones is in our division and Zach Wilson like my hatred for them is tremendous is already up here yeah. it's tremendous because I know Tua is gonna be compared to everything anytime Mac Jones has a good game Dolphin fans are gonna hear about it so we Tua like never before man you got to be right on this one <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Or trade every pick for a quarterback next year. That's what like,
1: Here's my thing, right, with Mac Jones. And, and this is why he's going to really suck. And you could see it while he was waiting. Anytime somebody got drafted, he ran out, gave him a high five. Like, bro, no. You're supposed to be a star. You're supposed to be about you. Forget. I didn't see what. All them other people coming out trying to celebrate with Nah, it. they did it.
2: I'm not gonna lie. Devontae Smith did it when Waddle got drafted.
0: I saw him coming and dap him uh, off. I was about to say those two did it, and you could. T- I mean, they receivers like they obviously spent more they, time with they each family other than anyone else. Mac not Jones what sucks. Mac Jones sucks. Yeah, that's that, different. That's it. And no, yeah, but
2: he's their quarterback. <laughs> he's still, of yeah, Tua was their
1: quarterback too.
2: Yeah, but they they like Mac more
1: though. Oh uh, no. I mean,
0: Tua Tua did give...
1: I feel like that was a a politically correct answer. Tua did give Smith... One of his biggest moments, minus the Heisman, catching the game-winning national title <laughs> hey, game.
2: Look, hey, look at look at Devonte Smith's stats from last year. I think Mac Jones gave him all of his biggest moments. Like them stats is ridiculous. To
0: yeah, that's because Homeboy was injured. I don't know though. Catching catching the game-winning catching the game-winning touchdown in a national championship game—that's pretty big, though. That's pretty big. I don't know if any one play tops that. That's pretty big. Well, we, Devontae well, the, the Smith was
2: asked a question, and that's how he answered it. But I'm just saying that now, <laughs> the, again, this draft for us is about, like, the quarterbacks and Mac Jones' placement. And everyone, like, the Patriots are sprinkled with fairy dust. They spent a lot of money in free agency. They drafted a quarterback in the first round, and everyone believes it's going to work now. And I think, like, at the at the very end of the season or even in the season, Mac Jones didn't have a first-round grade, right, Sean?
1: I no. don't care who he is, man. He sucks. He's dead to me. <laughs> Fuck the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like now, this, is not, Bills, man, this, man, this man. is not the Bills. This is not the Bills Simmons podcast. So, this is the tenth year yeah. seniors podcast. We
2: are, we are completely opposite. Him and Zach Wilson could carry kind
0: of. Okay, so it was inexplicable to me how Matt Jones rose that high on draft boards, and just as inexplicable as how Justin Fields was dropping because. I just, I never got it. I I still don't understand the reasons why Justin Fields just. In December,
2: the conversation was, man, might you take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence? Should we debate this one? And how it went, like, okay, I'm saying it was a debate at the time. Like, people brought it up. But how did it go from that to some people? Chris Sims had um, a mock draft with Justin Fields in the second round.
1: Chris Sims is an idiot what yeah no i don't like I don't he, understand. Understand.
2: He, did the- if he was still there at 18 i'd be like i mean i guess we got to take a luck dog like <laughs> no
0: it, it it varied so much to me because you had you had like like some of the the top analysts in the industry saying this is a bona fide superstar i don't understand why this is happening but it's just the groundswell of opinion that just got so loud and so many people were swept up in it no, nobody really even understood the reasons why Justin Fields was falling or why people don't view him the same as they did in December, but it just kind of took on a life of its own. And Mel Kiper was so confused. He was like, I don't understand it. I don't know why. His drop grade never changed from we, from we were analyzing him during the season, and I don't get it. And I don't, I don't get it, it either. The man
1: bad? lost two games in college football. He went to Georgia, right? And, yeah, he, he didn't start at Georgia, but he was a top recruit. He produced on the field. Like, I keep saying, he's a Kyler Murray, and I think he's a Kyler Murray with a stronger arm. More accurate. And Cam
2: Newton's body. Yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray with Cam Newton's body. So, That's, it's just like...
0: Do the, you know what that sounds like that y'all are describing? Ten great Kyler years. Murray, a stronger arm, Kyler Murray, and Cam Newton's body. Yeah, no. But
1: I said, if you listened to the first podcast me and Kari did, that you bailed out on us, because you were probably talking to um, Bill Belichick. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I said one in quarterback one and quarterback two in this draft is Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. He was always
0: been rated behind Justin Fields ever since they were in high school, like coming out of the same state. That's just what it was. And then all of a sudden he looks up and Trevor Lawrence is still there and I'm falling. But perfect situation for the Bears, right? Because the Bears were going all in with the Russell, trying to get Russell Wilson in the offseason. That didn't work. And they oh, yeah,
2: saved man. a lot of capital. That's
1: what they Just did. The and they...
2: then they they had the um they had the pack Mahomes um like blood still on them from not drafting and Deshaun Mahomes. Watson
1: oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. Deshaun
2: Watson and it was crazy during the first round to watch like one team give up a third rounder to move up in the draft and another team have to give up a first rounder right away like that was my note I was like holy shit like that is the difference like you couldn't um. I don't know like how to equate that is like you were just really the Cowboys are really just trying to fuck over the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> no, they head.
1: literally traded nothing for that pick. Like yeah, and you yeah. get a third round. It's just like the and Dolphins trading the fifth round pick to get a fourth round pick next year. And it's just like some people were desperate. I think that's a desperate move. You trading a fourth round pick for a, the Dolphins are just like, we oh, are like no one. Take this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. pretty much what it is. And the Dolphins trading on... a
1: fourth round pick to um who? Who was it the Eagles or whatever to move up to get the offense alignment. So we just mm-hmm. got it back. The, yeah. But these people are great
2: on the Justin Fields thing. Right. I think like two, maybe three of these quarterbacks are going to be good. We might, there might I be, he's one of them. I think he's going to be one of them. I don't know what combination of those quarterbacks it's going to be, but I think he's going to be one of the ones, like, I think maybe there's one or two pro bowlers in this and then some good starting quarterbacks. Well, you and, go process uh,
1: of elimination. It's very simple. Well, every division. Yeah, but I, I know
2: who we do. We don't want it to no, be. No, no. But I'm saying like it, it could turn out like Zach Wilson could be good. We don't want him to be good. Yeah, he, could, he could. be. be. Mm. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not. I mean, I'm not crunching tape. I'm not watching yeah. <laughs> like Zach Wilson no, throw just out, out. routes.
0: <laughs> Pure, purely from a Dolphin fan perspective, that's hell if Zach Wilson turns out to be good because we're ready to deal with a child for decades. We got no, <laughs> that that is awful. But so the Happy last copy the Patriots and trade up
2: for Justin Fields.
0: That's all I know. Oh, hell yeah. The last time I think quarterbacks went in the top three was the seventy nine. And it was Jim Plunkett, Archie Manning, somebody else. I don't remember who the third was. So the third obviously was in that great. And like, who's the best out of that? It's Archie Manning, right? Like Jim Plunkett. Plunkett had the third, have a Super Bowl. Archie a guy. I mean, mean, he went to a better situation, but Archie Manning was probably. Yeah, okay. And then 99, you had Tim. That's when Tim Couch went number one overall, Donovan McNabb and Achilles Smith. And Donovan McNabb ended up being the only one. He was the only one that was good out of that. So it's possible that you can have.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And Tim Couch was a big prospect.
0: Yeah, no, who would? I mean, he's from a big-time football school, so I get it, yeah, but exactly. it's possible that you can have that top three, and then only one of them can be good. It's, it's very possible.
1: Man, Butch, Butch Davis other- went to the NFL just because of Tim Couch, because he tried to recruit him to Miami, and then he said when he got the number one overall pick, he called him on the phone and said, I finally got you. And that was what he told Tim Couch. By the way, Butch and Davis now probably should have stayed. Okay.
2: <laughs> he probably should have <laughs> yeah, stayed. <'Cause> now,
1: <laughs> University of Miami uh, did pretty well
0: after that. Yeah, well, if he stayed, he wouldn't have had that huge Bahamas bowl win. So there's that.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, at what point in the draft did all of us feel ancient when Joe, when Joe Horn's son got selected or Patrick Italian son got selected in the top ten?
2: Um... For, for me, it was just that Asante Samuels Jr. existed.
0: Oh, and also also <laughs> Asante Samuel Jr. Like, what? Lots of juniors. Yeah,
2: lots of juniors. Felt very, very that old. Faster, but, right? And this is why I was, like, so all in on this draft. I said, I need this to happen in my lifetime. Okay. <laughs> you can't be out here not having a Super Bowl. Like, no way, man.
1: Y'all talk about the draft becoming old, like, I really know these kids when they're getting recruited most of the time because most of them are Florida boys and the UCF trying to get them, which they never do because they're too highly rated and they like man. But, um, yeah. Th- th- yeah, I feel old like every draft now. It's just like, damn, these kids are young. Yeah, and we're at that point now. When the vertical jump alone, it's just like you see them do the vertical, you're like, damn, I'm old. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like any of those drills like shit.
0: All right. Uh, speaking of vertical, oh, is anybody is, is anybody done with all of the the draft notes that you want to point out? Because we, we got to move on to Mike for this segment of the draft.
1: The most important segment. That's when the draft ended. The draft ended in the seventh round with the first pick.
0: So yeah, I was about to I was about to say yeah, sure, the, of course the draft ended in the seventh round. But I got I got what you were going there. So. Obviously by now everybody listening to this knows. If you follow us, you know this. We had Bahamian football history. Mike Strong becomes just the third Bahamian drafted into the NFL. And what made this one what made this one so special is well, because we were following this throughout his college career and because he comes from a small division two program and his his rise his rise from there to the NFL is a storyline that I think the American media just took and grabbed a hold of because it's really compelling. You had this virtual unknown who had this amazing pro day. And we know what we know what combines and pro days can do for people's draft stock, but he had the crazy numbers in school where he dominated, had the amazing pro day, and when you interviewed him, he was telling people he's the best receiver in this draft. Like he was saying that straight up. Ends up going to the Colts, which I think is a good situation for him. What, what, John? Your take on on Mike going to the Colts and his chances of finding his way onto this roster?
1: Well, I think. Well, now that I've had to become a Colts fan and just go yeah. to every website, part-time Colts fan. Yeah, I mean, I was a Colts fan just researching, you know, because you got to be a fan when you're researching these things because you got to get see see how it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the whole thing was. I remember when he did his combine, I messaged now. I said, but now he ain't, he ain't p- released nothing. And he's not the type of person that won't put stuff on social media. So I said, but he combine must've sucked. Like that, that, that's the real <laughs> thing. I like the next thing you know, the numbers start coming out and it's like, yes, good yeah, combine. I
0: think that was more so his manage his management trying yeah. to, trying to take control of the narrative before stuff got out
1: there. Yeah. So like his great. And when you see that, you know, that he dominated at the division two level. Right. And, Remember, I spoke about this. I would rather get someone who dominates at a lower division than to just go draft a big school person because I feel the potential. You get more of it. Like the ceiling, he's still rising. Like he hasn't even touched the peak of what his career could be. They're saying he's probably going to be um practice squad, but he definitely has a real shot just because of his size and his speed to make this roster. His deficiency is he's not a special teams player. So he won't be able to get on to the field. You know, some people just get on the field because they're a gunner. They're special. Now, if he could learn to be a gunner and get on the team, he's going to have more opportunity. But I just think that we might not see him. I, I hope we see him, but we might not see him this year starting. He'll be a practice squad type player. But given how the, the league's going with these big wide receivers, don't be surprised if he gets called up to the squad, almost like doing the minor league type thing. So I like the fact that this is a this this is a
0: somewhat of somewhat of a, a new era in Indianapolis because you have Carson Wentz coming in there. So it's not like he's going into a situation where you have an established quarterback who already has his favorite receivers and all of that. This is a completely new situation for everyone in the room. And what you were saying about his potential, yeah, that's well, that's why he was on so many people's radar because of that potential. He had one his freshman season, he barely played. The first time he steps on the field for a full year has over a thousand yards and I think it's over, over 70 catches. And then the, the third season is where he breaks out and sets all of the, the school records. So when you look at that and the trajectory of where he's going, I think he does make this team because if it's one thing, the, the Colts defense is great, but they do have issues of depth at receiver. So I think that's why they thought it was a no-brainer to take a flyer on somebody like this in the seventh round because what do you have to lose? I mean, he's a gem, a diamond in the rough if you hit on this pick, and then
1: if you don't, you lose nothing. Like I said, that is a perfect situation. Like I say, they got T.Y. Hilton. Then do they have Pierre Garçon still? I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) definitely not no he went (laughs) he went to the Washington football team but
0: I was going to bring him up next though go ahead yeah
1: but the whole thing is it's like you said it's a wide open if he could go out and produce and you know uh, you reading about it Michael Irvin is his best friend so he already has you know he could call someone who's in the Hall of Fame just don't party like him please um he I is, mean, you can if you produce like him. I, yeah, you've got to you gotta get in the league first, you know? And it's going to be really interesting to see how camp is. Michael because, was doing it for me, you <laughs> Yes, he went, he went to the Miami. He was in Miami. He wasn't in um, somewhere in West Charleston, West Virginia. Like, it's a big difference, yeah. Charleston, West Virginia, and Miami. But i would just be interested to see what he does in camp, especially the rookie camp when he goes. Because we, we have a lot of Bahamians who sign undrafted free agent deals. And it's just like this in every sport. An undrafted free agent is more likely not to even get a sniff than someone who gets drafted. So I think that they're going to give Mike the opportunity to be able to show it, even if it's not year one, in year two, year three, because they know it might be a project, but hopefully he goes out and shocks everyone and makes that roster, and then, you know, we can go to Indianapolis. A lot of football
0: happens. I'm not... Football happens. I'll leave it there. But they did... uh... The, uh, the report that you sent me or one of the scouts was comparing his situation to Pierre Garcon, who you mentioned earlier. He said he said pretty much the same thing that you said. You like getting one of these guys that dominated at the lower level because they walk into the room and they're not intimidated by what's in front of them because they have outperformed the competition where they were. And he said when he saw Mike at his pro day at West Virginia, he it dominated reminded it. him so much he it reminded him so much of Pierre Garçon, a dude from a smaller school coming in there with, with the power fire program players and outperforming them. So, the comparisons are there. And if he goes on to have the opportunity that Pierre Garçon did early on and have the career that he did, then that's all you could ask for. Yeah, that's, that's all you could want. I mean, it's not. It doesn't get much better than that. I think.
2: I'm already excited for this next football season. We have so many storylines yes. to <laughs> even try to digest we will be watching we will be i think scouring through reports about practices and then preseason's gonna start and then the nfl kickoff is gonna be and like even to follow Mike's story i don't know if the cults are eligible for um hard knocks i hope they are because then that would even be just cherry on top. Because then you get even more exposure when you're on a show yeah. like that. If um, you know coming in as a seventh round pick, that's one of the positions they highlight. They highlight the top rated rookie, and then the low um, rookies drafted in the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds, because that's where the, a lot of the human interest stories are. And if you, and you know, like John was saying, and I ascribe to John's belief, when you dominate at a different level of college football, still that like flag of confidence. To when you um, play someone who comes from a big time school, that chip is on your shoulder because you think like not only are you not better than me, I'm better than you and I'm going to show everyone out here. And like that's the kind of thing that, you know, like an underdog story is, is built from.
0: And the thing about it is like once you come from the Bahamas and you make it at a top tier of a team sport. The narrative is built in. Like, you don't even have to do much work around it. Like, think of the narratives for for Buddy or Aiton or Jazz or John Quill or anybody that made it to this point. The narrative is built in already. You have somebody from the Bahamas that Ryan track got introduced to football because his dad played at the and Cookman, and his dad just raised him and his brother to be these receivers. He does that at a small school and ends up getting drafted. And oh, by the way, his little brother's playing high school football and is on the trajectory to do the same thing. People get a hold of that story and they're going to share that everywhere. Yeah. Once you produce on the field, like, you're good. Like, look at what's happening with Jazz right now. They love the story so around it. It just helps that he's also producing on the field. But you produce and you have this behind you. It lines you up to get, to get that kind of exposure, to and, get that national attention that makes you a star. Hard
2: knocks could show you one thing, like you get into a, like, say you make the cuts, right? And you get into a preseason game, you catch like one touchdown, then all of a sudden, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) That's it. You make one spectacular tackle on special teams. Like, I know, like John was saying, like, he's not a special teams player, but when you're picked in the seventh round and you go to the NFL team, they're going to be like, let's see what you could do on this. And They will see.
1: (laughs) That's the thing, though. He has the speed to do it. Like, it's not like, I'm not saying he can't do it, but... It's like you don't put your number one receiver on special teams. Like mm-hmm. it's just but so we don't really know. Maybe he might go out and next thing you know, he's six five, he dominates, and he could be a gunner and he makes a team that he's gotta find something where he's gonna stick. If it's red zone receptions type stuff, because that's a six five guy with a 40 well, inch vertical. Like this this was my
0: this was my first thought when I saw his pro day numbers. Bro, what if you put on fifteen pounds and you become Darren Waller? Yeah, no. What if you get up to like 240 and you become an amazing hybrid? You could be better than Kyle Pitts. This is going to
1: be, um, this is, this is going to show it's how, yeah, how much you love football. <laughs> like this, you know, you can't be Trevor Lawrence here just saying, i ah, good at it. But if he loves football to the point where <laughs> if he does put that 15 pounds on and next thing you know, he can be an all pro tight end. I mean, Kelsey's catching touchdowns. Look at EGAL. She's solid. Things nice. <laughs> that's, the that's,
2: that's the better me, but now. like so fucking reductionist. But hey, I can't wait for like Trevor Lawrence to win like two or three Super Bowls and then be like, I mean it's I. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like I guess I guess football okay. It's cool. <laughs>
0: Imagine if Justin Fields said the things that Trevor Lawrence said in that <laughs> interview where he was like football ain't like the most important It's thing. like any other job. It's cool <laughs> any other job. Yeah, but I, I mean I don't I don't necessarily need it. You remember how much they killed Rosen for that? I mean he I was mean, dead. You dead. work, I work is the same thing. Football.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I- Anybody else got anything for draft coverage? Because I'm just ready to scour undrafted free agent lists right now. and I'm about know, to get uh, ready for the OTA. NBA draft. So, <laughs> so get ready. in, we, in we,
2: quarantine we and to locked to in, to. It is you were just locked into draft coverage and draft research. I'm going to miss it, man. Like I, I'm going to miss searching mock drafts and
1: seeing who did oh, what. It-
0: it's not gone anywhere. I am telling you what's. They don't even have to have on pads. Once they're out there in shirts and shorts, you are going to be all in. Like the first pictures you see of the two Jalen's at mini camp, you in. Like, don't even yeah. worry about it.
2: Very true.
0: Jalen Generation, John.